With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Hello, coaches. Welcome to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. Uh, today, we have a very special guest with us. Uh, she is uh, St. Mary, ex-St. Mary's, just got done at playing at St. Mary's College in Moraga, California. But uh, before we get into all of that, and before I even say her name, here's what I would suggest, coaches. I am going to read her uh, amazing accomplishments. If there is a GOAT, she is definitely the GOAT of women's basketball. Um, and so you guys go grab a cup of coffee, come back. We're going to do a little pause here because her resume of accomplishments is amazing. It's huge. It's long. And I do not want to skip anything. And she's going to blush and she's going to say, why did you do that coach? But you, uh, you are, you are an inspiration, I think, to a lot of, uh, players, um, and a lot of young ladies who are up and coming and who these coaches that we're speaking to right now are coaching. So, all right. So we have Tacey Wyden. Um, she, like I said, she is uh, just graduated from uh, St. Mary's College in a little town of Moraga, California. Tacey, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. This was a long time coming. And the reason is, is her long resume of stuff she was trying to accomplish before she got onto the podcast. Now she can check this podcast off her bucket list. Is that right, Tacey? Yeah, yep. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So uh, correct me on any of these stats. This is absolutely amazing. When I was doing the research on you, kind of digging into your uh, life, 
a little bit. Is that weird? I hope that wasn't weird. Uh, but I just, I was just like, I was like, no, no. And I'm like, do I, oh, I can't say all of this. It's going to go on forever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm saying it. Let's do this. Okay. So senior year, 14.4 points per game in 32 games. Named to all WCC second team. Uh, let's see. St. Mary's and WCC all-time leader in career three points. Uh, 323. Is that the right number? Threes. Yeah, threes. Um, I think I now have over 400. I think so, too. Yeah, because I think on the website it was wrong, and then I read someplace else it was over 400. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Became the 25th player in program history to surpass 1,000 points. So is this your highlight, this next one? Top uh, Sports Center's top 10 for a game-winner buzzer beater at uh, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, guys, go research that. Go look that up. You were uh, off balance, hand in your face. Uh-huh. You had to get the shot off. You were, we call you the dude. Uh, that's what we have. We coined this name. Like, we need it. Every, every coach needs a dude. Like, you know, it's going to uh, you know, gonna, you know, hey, I need, I need six points right now. Give the ball to, to the dude, right? So you're the dude. Uh, <laughs> Uh, top, so the top three point shooter and let's see, one of the top three point shooters in, in, in NCAA women's basketball history. Uh, one of just 13 players all time and three active, yeah, here it is, to make over 400 three pointers in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, 42% career three point percentage, and uh, so which is second in program history, but you're first with over 200 attempts at St. Mary's which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and, and next is the one of 24 female basketball players elected to participate in the State Farm College Slam three-point championship, right? And the first scale ever to compete in that. Okay. Uh, what else? We got, uh, you're the free, uh, free throw percentage leader at 87.2% at St. Mary's. Um, and not only can you play basketball, but man, you're smart too. 3.7 <laughs> with all of that on top of it. Amazing. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, graduate student at St. Mary. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Um, wouldn't we, We're going to continue this because we haven't gotten your high school accolades yet. This is amazing. Okay. okay. So, wouldn't <laughs> citizenship cup finalist for December for your community work with your team and your fellowship work? I want to mm-hmm. ask you what that is and what you guys did here in a second. So that guys, coaches, that was just her college career. I'm sure I missed a few bullet points on that, but absolutely amazing college career. Now let's go into your high school career because this is going to come up. A bunch of questions about that too. So two-time Northwest Oregon Conference Player of the Year and four-time First Team All NWOC member. Amazing. Uh, you led your high school LaSalle Prep. What was your mascot? The Falcons. The Falcons. Okay. So you led the LaSalle Prep Falcons to four straight NWOC championships. And you did not lose a league game in your career. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. You averaged, uh, and speaking of that, that's even better than Aiden Mahaney. He lost, I think, two games in his career. So you got oh. one. <laughs> Uh, you averaged 21 points per game in high school. See, again, the dude. Um, you clipped 2,000-point mark during your final season for a total of 2,097 career points. 
two-time state champion 2015 and 2017. This is going on. I love this. Uh, first team All-State Tournament team honors. And tell me, just tell me to stop. Uh, uh, the prep, you were the prep female basketball player of the year in 2018 and selected as McDonald's All-American or nominee. Selected, nominee? Nominee, yep. Um, absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Such an incredible, I'm uh, just incredible accomplishments for your basketball career. That is just no, I really appreciate it. So we're gonna we're gonna do this ten years from now. We're gonna come back, and then then I'm gonna expect running for president, oh, whatever else is gonna be like all this. You know, can't hear. I can't wait to hear your post uh, education <laughs> life and what's going on. So again, welcome to the podcast, coaches. Uh, again, settle in. We are we're gonna hear from the goat at St. Mary's, uh, and it's not Aiden Mahaney, not Aiden, not named Aiden Mahaney, right? <laughs> so we're gonna start off. Um, what did I miss? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was I. Nobody has ever really read off all those accomplishments, so I, you know, I kind of was surprised myself. <laughs> No, I'm sure you don't, don't think, think about you it when you're anything. doing it. Just do it. Put the little ball in the hoop, and it falls more yep. more often than it does for other people, right? Exactly. So. No. Well, hey, I, I, so let's start. Um, let's start when you were a, a young girl, and also read that your mom was your grade school coach and high school coach. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Now there's an opening yep. at St. Mary's. Maybe she can coach your sister in college next huh oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other yes. thing the other thing too is you you played with your sister in college she's a freshman this year she's so, a sophomore now yeah sophomore okay very exciting yep she um she redshirted last year she was coming off a torn acl she redshirted her whole freshman year and then yeah she's a sophomore this year so super thankful i got to play with her as well Oh, that is, yeah, that is, that is, especially if you get along. That's Yeah. Right? Oh, we share a room, so we, we get along okay. pretty well. Oh, that's awesome. Do you guys, yeah. Are you guys pretty competitive with one another? Um, Definitely, because we have another younger sister um, who's taller than both of us, but she is, we, we used to play one-on-one -on -one growing up and we'd always just get in fights. Our parents would have to split it up. Like we were very competitive with each other growing up, but I think in college, Addie and I are, we're more supportive than we are competitive. Right. I feel like, um, at this stage. Yeah. I think we both just really want each other to do well and we're always there to support and help each other get better. So I think that's been a very big blessing that I've had the past couple of years here. That's awesome. And your mom uh, is no slouch of a basketball player herself, right? Mm -hmm. she, uh, I read uh, she had 47 points in a game at one point. Yeah, she's crazy. Uh, she held yeah. the record for the best three-point percentage in a single season at 43%. What was your yeah. three points? Do you remember what your three-point percentage was in high school? Um. She's got I don't remember what it was. 42 in college, right? Yeah. I don't remember what it was in high school. I want to say around 40%. I don't think it was um, higher than 42 or 43 that I can remember. That's amazing in the 40s. Um, wow. And, and uh, your dad was a football player and mm -hmm. played a little bit at uh, over at uh, Lewis and Clark. I've been in Oregon. Yes. 
great school. Yep. Yep. We're, we're a sports family. So, yep. <laughs> it's always, always been something that we've done. So we've definitely lived that lifestyle for sure. Well, let's dive into that. Your mom, like I said, was your coach. She was your grade school coach and high school coach. That is, that's more common than you think, especially at the grade school level, maybe not as at the high school level, definitely at the grade school level. How did you guys keep it, I guess, that coach-parent relationship uh, harmonious? And what advice would you have for coaches who are coaching their kids? Um, well, that's a great question. Um, I, I think I remember more of high school, of course, um, just because that was, you know, an intense level getting right before college. Um, so I, I really did have to work a lot and my mom was really there, um, to push me and like, she helped me get all those hours in all those repetitions in my shot, um, to get ready for college. And so I think that, you know, we, I love my mom. We have a great relationship. Um, but it definitely, it was hard. It was kind of hard to balance that in high school. Um, like a mom coach relationship, mm-hmm. uh, cause outside off the court, um, after practice, I kind of wanted it to be more like, all right, you're done being my coach for the night. Let's, let's just be mom and daughter. Um, and my mom, she's so, so passionate about basketball, but that's one of the greatest things about her is that she knew how to push us three to get where we wanted to be. And I don't think like I would not be where I am today without her just because I wouldn't know what it takes. And she knew what it took, um, to get to that college level. And so I kind of needed her, um, they're pushing me in high school. Um, and although it was hard multiple times and I just was like, Oh, I just wish that sometimes you could just be my mom. Um, but in the end, like looking back, I am just extremely grateful. Um, for just the things that she taught me and it is bigger than basketball. Like it's, she was my coach, but she taught me so many things outside of basketball that I'm going to take forever um, in my life. So and wouldn't you say that's true for even uh, just take your, the mom factor out of that. Isn't that what coach's job is? And yes, I always feel like you don't appreciate your coach until you're, you know, until you're done. Yeah. Right. Somebody that yep. puts you and all of a sudden the light bulb goes on when you're, I don't know, maybe applying for a job or working at your first job and, yeah. you know, it gets difficult or your boss is angry with you or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, now I understand what that coach was trying to teach. Exactly. And I think my mom does a great job. Um, you know, like you said, we did win like two state championships. We never lost a league game when I was in high school. And my mom was a great just motivator for everyone. She wanted Um, she obviously wanted to win, of course, like any coach does, but us as players, I think Mm -hmm. we wanted to win for her. Um, and you know, I don't know if you see that often now that like players really do want to win for their coach and not just for themselves. Um, and so she just, she knew how to motivate people. She knew how to get the most out of everyone. Um, so it was, yeah, it was easy playing for her. Let's dive into that. Cause that's a really good point you bring up. You know, you wanted to play for your coach. What do you think she did that made you want to play for her and win for her? And, you know, if you can think of maybe specifics or a story to share, because I think this is really an important message for the coaches that are listening. Yeah. Um, So my mom basically grew up like 
she was a gym rat. She played basketball all the time. Um, you know, it was her go-to when she was going through hard things in her life. Um, and I, you know, I think that we see that a lot with people. It's kind of basketball and sports, you know, in general is kind of an outlet for people. Mm -hmm. Um, if they are going through hard times. And so she kind of took that with her in her life. And so that's why I think my sisters and I have also been so passionate about basketball because we did learn that from my mom. Um, and just in terms of her coaching style, um, it was just the culture that she brought to LaSalle and she really like built that program. She, I think got the job there when I was in like seven, six, seventh grade. Um, and so you know, I saw her coaching high school girls. I saw her lead them to um, state tournament uh, multiple years. And then when I got there, I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to help the team. Um, I wanted to play for my mom. And it was just just a great culture when I got there. I think the girls um, loved each other. The, the team chemistry was always just on point. We all got along. Um, we all did a bunch of team activities together. And I think that is the most important thing before you bring it onto the court is that you build that team chemistry and that team bonding with each other. Um, because that, that just takes it so much further, um, than basketball. Like I said, you just, um, you learn team skills, you learn how to work with other people. Um, you learn how to be your best version, um, for others, not just for yourself. So let's talk about creating culture and dive into that too. And, and I know we're talking, you know, you can remember your high school and uh, a little bit more, but what did you, what was the culture your mom created? How did she create that? I don't think you can like even, um, I think it's just her. I think it's, it came from her passion with basketball um, and she being so passionate again um, about like coaching and she this was her first kind of um high school job that she wanted to take with her and do for a really long time she wanted us to go through um the high school and I think just when she came in she's not thinking well how can I how can I build this culture how can I you know obviously she is thinking you know how can I make the team the best that they can be but I don't think she like you know, really had to, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not really a formula, you know, if you're, if you're dedicated and committed to building your team and you, I mean, you do have to have like players who are dedicated and want to get better. And, um, but I also think that you can just, I don't know, it's a hard question. Um, I obviously don't have all the skills and knowledge to do that because I'm not a coach, but um, seeing it from my mom, um and kind of what she did and what she's been through I think it's just she just wanted the best for everyone and she made sure of that that we all knew that um and she had girls who were really willing to work for her um and be their best and I think that is you know we you know the x's and o's right you can you can google those right you can learn those over time right yeah and I think Mm -hmm. you nailed it with the culture I think the culture is such a huge piece, especially in yeah. high school, that is often overlooked. Yeah. Um, and you, if you don't have a winning culture, you're not going to have a winning team. I don't care if exactly. you have five dudes on the team, it's going to be hard for you guys to get two state championships, right? Exactly. Yep. Uh, uh, so next to the culture, 
right? Again, again, remember, we're talking to coaches here, right? So we, um, it, the passion um, that comes through, right? And you, you, kids get excited if you're excited and you're showing up to the gym excited, okay? So let's talk about practice. Practice mm-hmm. is always one of those things. Everybody thinks, oh, you get better in the games. Oh, they got to play more games because that's the way they get better. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? Um, can you repeat that last part? Sorry. Sure, yeah. Is, pra- is practice or the games where you get better? I mean, I, <laughs> I think it starts in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think games are where you gain that experience and confidence, but it does like you do that in practice too. It starts with practice. That's what you're doing to work up to games. So when you get in those games, you can be your best and you can be confident and you feel prepared. Um, I would give the example of like, if you do want to be a good shooter or another, like any skill that you really want to focus on, you're going to get in the gym and you're going to practice that skill over and over again until you feel prepared and confident enough to do it in a game. So I would definitely say that, you know, practice is where it starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, dif- uh, uh, so as a player, right, I was a player too. You know, we like certain things in practice and we hate certain things in practice as mm-hmm. well. As a, so let's start at the, let's start at the youth level. So I'm talking uh, third grade to eighth grade, and then we'll go up mm-hmm. to the high school level. In your opinion, and maybe you can just answer it from your perspective, what you think worked for you. We just read through your long list. That didn't start in high school. That probably started yeah. before that. So what is what should coaches focus on out of practice? In your out of practice or like focus on what they're doing in practice? Yeah. Um, so third through eighth grade, you can break that yeah. down if you want to say third through fifth and then fifth through eighth is something else. Yeah. Um, you know, in my perspective, I think I'm, I train a couple kids on the side right now, um, okay. just in basketball and, yeah. um, younger kids. And so really what I focus on with them, and of course I'm not a coach, I'm not, you know, yeah. <laughs> all this, but, um, and what I think from what I can remember that I was doing in those um, years is I was really just focusing on the basic skills and how to get better at those type of things like ball handling with your eyes up um, form, form shooting. My parents actually helped me a lot with this. I still um, do this before I get in the, or when I, um, the first thing I get in the gym, I do form shots. I do like, I mean, we would sit there and do a hundred at each spot. We would have three spots and I would just, sit right or stand right at the um, front of the rim and I would just practice my form over and over again each day um and you said you did 100 at each spot so 300 total yeah I mean even more than that some days um we would like literally just two-handed both yeah just two no two-handed just regular yeah yeah, just practicing your exact form um that you want in practice and games um and so I think it's just, like I said, it's just reps. It's getting comfortable with dribbling with your eyes up, getting comfortable passing, making great passes, um, just working on those basic skills of basketball that you're going to need for, you know, however long you want to play the game. So 
um, I would definitely focus on those rather than focusing on um, like scrimmaging up and down, playing one-on-one, you know, I think that those are great and those will, you can do that every once in a while. But if, you know, if a kid is not comfortable dribbling with their eyes up, how are they going to do that in a one-on-one setting or how is that going to get them better? You know, those type of things. Um, So yeah, that's what I would recommend. And what about high school? Now we're into high school. High school um, so my mom's practices, um, we would start every practice um, with, they're called daily handles. Um, we would do ball handling for a good 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, whether it was stationary or um, full court ball handling. And then we would get into um, layups. She does a couple different layup drills. Um, and we would have a certain goal that we had to get. So we would be running up and down, trying to get our goal. If we didn't get it, we'd be running on the sidelines. Um, and then, you know, my mom, I, some coaches are different. Like my coach Thomas um, at St. Mary's, he, he was more not drill oriented. Like we would start out doing drills, um, but he liked more of like the scrimmage type mm. in the, like, on the college team, which made sense. You know, we should all be practicing scrimmaging and playing against each other. But in high school, my mom was way more focused on drills and Mm -hmm. getting better with those type of things. Um, And so, you know, we'd go over plays. And um, so, yeah, practice in high school was obviously a lot different than my youth years, um, just because those youth years, I was more so practicing on getting better with the different types of skills needed for basketball. And then in high school, I was more able to apply them. Talk to me specifically. Now you're the, uh, you know, you're going, you have this amazing opportunity at the end of the month, uh, being one of 24 female athletes going to this event. Uh, You're going into the three-point contest. You're the three-point leader at St. Mary's. For a coach that's listening that has kids, uh, and they're training their own kids or training, doesn't matter, training kids on their team and they want to be a great three-point shooter. Walk me through a three-point workout that you have done on a regular basis. And I know what you said, right? Reps, right reps. That's yeah, mm-hmm. reps, but the right reps, I think, are also important. Yeah. Um, yep. So like I said, I always start my workouts with form shooting. I'm um, just getting close to the basket, warming up my shot. And then um, I'll go into like mid-range shots um, for a little bit to just continue to get myself warmed up. Sometimes I'll do one dribble pull-ups. Um, and then it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Plus. I tend to do a lot of different three-point drills over the years. Like yeah. I, you know, with my mom, she's had so many great shooting drills that have really helped me. Um, and then in college, when we would do shooting days or when I would be in the gym shooting um, with a coach, you know, we would do just different types of shooting drills in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like in for me, like I'd have a goal for myself um, of what I want to get. Um, and then I keep working to get that goal. Um, I'm trying to think of specifics. Um, what about time? Like what, what kind of time yeah. would you put in? So in high school, uh, did your mom, what, so did you, were you expected to shoot on your own? Let's start with that question first. Yes. <laughs> um my mom held me very, and dad, they both held me very accountable to shooting mm-hmm. on my own, you know, cause you can't get enough shots. My mom practice. So. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's not enough. Like, yeah. um, my mom and I would stay after, you know, every practice or we'd come before, um, and I would just shoot with her. She would, she wouldn't care how long we were in the gym. She would rebound for me anytime, um, I wanted Um, And then I also on the side had a couple different just basketball trainers Mm. who weren't, you know, associated with my high school. Um, They were just like AAU basketball trainers. Um, They would come to LaSalle. They would train me, you know, before or after practice or on my off days, Um, just working on things. Not even like in those trainings, I wouldn't even shoot three sometimes. Like I would just work on all the other things that I want to get better at. Um, and so I think those helped me tremendously. Then when I got to college, I felt more comfortable doing like an individual workout with my coaches because I had known, you know, what it feels like to do before I got there. Um, and so I think that that helps a lot too. It's not just working always on what you're great at. Like you want to be constantly working on things that you want to get better at too. Yeah, absolutely. But let's dive into the three-point shot again, since, you know, you're pretty successful at it. What do you think is the best advice you got uh, for shooting to to be as consistent as you were 42% from the three-point line in college? What do you think Um, it boils down to? Besides the reps, I'm talking maybe maybe mechanics or or whatever advice you might have gotten. So for me, it like it's completely my goal is to have the same shot every single time, like where it's like almost muscle memory for me. Like I can I'll close my eyes and I'll still have the same form Mm -hmm. because of all of the years that I've, you know, put into it. I don't want to say reps because everyone knows, yes, it's reps, but the form shots, like literally just doing that a hundred or more times a day and like 
than going to the gym and feeling like when you step back to the three point line, you have the same exact form as you did right next to the basket. Um, and then for me, it's just feeling confident and knowing that I have put in that work. I feel prepared when I get into a game situation. And also it helps when my coaches and my teammates have that trust in me. And they're like, dude, if you miss five shots, like we want you to take the sixth one. Like, so that obviously will help motivate someone. If you have that coach that's telling you, Hey, I believe in you. I want you to take that shot for us. Like that's a great shot, but even if you missed it, you know? Um, and so I just had that confidence all throughout college. Of course I had so many off days and days where my shot just didn't feel right. Um, and that's okay. Like you, you get back in the gym the next week and you, you work on it and you work on what are some of those things that made it feel off or why do you think you missed it and you rep it and you work on it. Well, and I think you brought up a really good point too that I don't want to overlook. You know, I, I train a lot of kids and work with high school, uh, high school and college, but more at the grade school level and even at the high school level. You know, first thing to do is grab a ball off the rack and start shooting threes. Right, it's the first. Yeah. Thing that, you know, they they always do. They want to hit. They want to hit the long ball, right? Yep. You and I know that's not the best way to warm up, and <laughs> right, but they all want to shoot that. They shoot the long ball. You brought up a really good point. There was days that you wouldn't practice the three because you were focused on other, other things. But I, I don't want to over, I don't want to miss this fact that to shoot better threes, you start close to the basket. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then how do you build the strength? Like just, and, and, and I'm, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a seventh grade girl right now. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I, you know, I want to shoot, right? I want to be able to shoot threes. Yeah. I'm not going to the gym. I don't have access to, you know, trainers and such. What, what yeah. would you suggest? Um, I, I mean, I think that's tough, obviously. Yeah. I think it does come with time. Um, you know, you're in sixth, seventh grade you're not going to have all the strength that you're going to have in some upcoming years. Um, But again, like in high school, I was, I was going through a program that did weight training and that did things that were working on my muscles to help me improve that strength. It wasn't just going to basketball practice. Like I was doing, and so were my other teammates. We were all doing things on the side um, to help us, you know, be in the best shape um, and just to feel the most comfortable out there. And also like injury prevention, like you don't want to just go and practice each day. And I think it does start young. I don't know if it's super accessible to find like a good program or if you don't have the correct weights or like exercise um, things to do, but you do want to be working on um, like injury prevention type stuff in your knees and in your legs. Um, cause I, I've torn my ACL and I also tore my meniscus. Um, and you know, you can't always prevent that, but yeah. I think those other things outside of basketball that you're doing workout type things are super, super important for your health. Um, and we did that in college too. We were lifting three times a week, mm. um, for that same purpose. So that also back to your question, you know, helps build strength over time. 
And someone could do plyometrics, right? Their own body weight. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I think that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You briefly touched upon, and I don't know if you actually meant this, but you said you closed your eyes and you want to visualize your shot. How much of Mm -hmm. that training, visualization training, question one, question two, and mental exercise or mental training did you go through? And if you did or Mm -hmm. didn't, when did it start if you did? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I always want to bring this up, but I, I always forget, um, my dad. So he actually like, he's big into like visualiz- visualization things, um, and kind of like the meditation aspect of things. Yeah. Um, and so he was, you know, the first one to kind of, he always tells me to think swish. That's like his little saying to me. Um, you know, if I'm, missing shots in a game and I look over you know he just like (laughs) points at his head like (laughs) he's like think swish um and I always remember that um and so before every game and he yeah he really inspired me to do that I I would visualize like what I want to see for myself in the game um me making shots making good passes playing good defense like anything you want to visualize you can um and I think that actually was a huge huge part of my success of me being confident out there. Um, and I did it all throughout college as well. I just would take some time, um, for myself before each game, um, and visualize kind of what I wanted um, throughout the game. And of course it's not like perfect. You're not going to yeah, be doing exactly. everything you visualize. Um, but it, it, it does help and it's helped me. Um, it's just a cool little thing that you can, um, do to help yourself. What about in those games? Because I talk, I talk about this a lot. The, to find those moments in a game, you just miss four, four three pointers. You miss that easy layup. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you miss the the free throw. Whatever it is, you beat yourself up, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, something you should have done. Something that's pretty routine. Um, what do you? What would you suggest a player do in the moment? Um, that's how, yeah, it's happened so many times, uh, to me and I know to other, um, people as well. Um, I really have worked on that and I've wanted to work on that. And I, I do think that's part of attitude and your mentality as a player and as a person. Um, and like, I really do believe in positive self-talk and, um, reassuring yourself telling yourself it's fine. If you make a mistake, like you have to be able to move on to the next play. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what has been harped on so many times by coaches. Um, I've always believed in that because that's always what my mom has told me, like in a game, like in high school, I would mess up and I would, you know, have a bad attitude about it. And my mom would just scream, like, move on to the next play. Like you have no time to think about that in a game, like stop. And that's also just like, stop thinking about yourself. You know, it's about the team. If you make a mistake, if you miss an easy shot, like, yeah, you should have made it, but you have like, there's no time to think about that. You'll make the next one. You have to kind of um, keep telling yourself that. And it's something that you need to work on. Like, it's not, that's not that type of mentality is not going to happen. And I still have struggled with it this past year. Um, But you know, if you do take the time outside of basketball to think about it, like just move on to the next play. It's fine. If you make a mistake, like it'll make it easier for yourself in the game. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's really important. That's great advice. Are there any? I just you, your dad used to say "think swish," but are there any of those little catchphrases that still stick with you? Um, that was like the big one that he still says. Um, I steal that. Yeah, that was. That's the main one that I can little catchphrase that I can think of um, right now. Yep. Yeah. One of the one of the, the the proudest moments I always have is uh, right now I'm doing a three and three league uh, for girls in Moraga, and uh, I have a lot of my players that I've trained or coached, mm-hmm. and they're coaching the the young ones. So when you, you never know, you never know if they're actually hearing what you have to say. Yeah. When they're repeating the same stuff to the young players, it just makes me smile. Like, oh, hear that, right? They did, you know, the little sayings, little catchphrases that I have or the way I might teach something. Um, yeah. I heard someone the other day, I was talking about the ABCs is always be cutting and screening. Like, if you don't know what yeah. to do, either cut or scream, right? Yep. They just yep. to keep moving. And, um, and I heard, I heard someone yell out, ABCs, ABCs. And I'm like, oh my God. Aww, that's the best feeling though. That's the best feeling in the world. It really is. You don't know if, they, like I said, you don't know if they're ever listening to you. Um, okay, so what's next for you? You're graduated now. Now what? Mm-hmm. You, you going to continue? Are you continuing to play? Is it, are you done? What's the, what's the next chapter in your life? Um... Coast? So I think I'm, I think I'm going to be done with basketball. Um, I've taken some time to think about it. Yeah. I think I'm ready. Um, I really couldn't have asked for a better just basketball career. Like I Amazing. not even, not even the accomplishments, but just like the people that I've met and the experiences and memories that I will have forever. I really, really am just thankful for what basketball has brought me the past like 19 years um, and the people I've met through it. Um, So I think I really am just, I'm ready kind of to be done in this moment. If, Mm -hmm. you know, in two months, I, I feel like maybe I want to play again or something. Um, I can look into that, maybe playing overseas. Um, Quite a few of my friends have done that. Um, So I'm not going to like close any doors, but at the moment right now, I'm kind of at peace with, (laughs) um, not playing basketball anymore. Um, and then, you know, my family is from Oregon. So I think after I graduate, um, in June with my school at St. Mary's, um, I'm probably going to go back home to Oregon for a bit to just see my family that I haven't been able to see for, um, a couple years now, um, and spend some time with them. So that's, that's kind of my plans right now. Okay. And here's one I'm going to think about. If you could relive one basketball moment, what would that moment be? You have so many, so you have lots of many. But one. Um, I one. Oh my gosh. I well, one of the coolest things ever was that last year um, at Coastal Carolina, the last second shot. Like those are the best feelings like any any basketball player will say this like hitting a last second shot like for the win is like one of the one of the best feelings ever um 
but I don't know. Also, we won the WBI championship last year. We ended our season on a win. Um, and that was one of the best feelings. And then state championships in high school, even though those were a few years ago. Um, it's just, I don't know. Basketball has so many, just makes you feel good when, when yeah. you do good. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think the biggest lesson, not, not basketball lesson, but life lesson or lessons, maybe you have a couple that you will take away that you learn because you played basketball? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like basketball has taught me a lot of patience and um I I really do coming into my college freshman year um I feel like I was a completely different person than who I am now um in terms of just I feel like I'm very like I'm a lot I'm a lot more confident um I'll say that that's a different thing than patience but um I don't know there's so many so many things that it really has taught me, especially through college. Um, but I will just go back on my point to patience. I feel like I've had quite a few different roles um, at St. Mary's in terms of like on the court things. Like when I was a freshman, obviously I was more, I wanted to do everything my teammates wanted me to do. Um, I wanted to make sure I was my best and that I was always listening um, for the older girls and all that. Um, and then kind of going into my sophomore year, I had to make a jump because we did lose quite a few seniors. Um, and I kind of had to make that jump to more of a leader on my team. And ever since then, I felt like my leadership has grown each year and being patient and trying to understand what other people are going through or why they do the things that they do. Um, it just like, I'm obviously not perfect at it, but I, I, I think about it and I'm very conscious of it now. And I just, I want to be the best like leader I can be for my teammates um, and learning those little skills um, in between is what makes you a great leader. Um, if you're able to kind of adapt and be flexible and lead different people in different ways. Um, and so, I don't know, there's so many things like that I've learned and that I want to take with me outside of basketball. And I honestly have learned all those things from others. Like I'm not, I, I wouldn't have learned all these, you know, different things if I didn't know the people that I know and take, you know, something from each person. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing to be a part of a team, um, especially in college um, and, you know, go through things together. And yeah. Uh, speaking of that too, your advice and things you were talking about, um, who was your biggest influence? I mean, is it safe to say, was that your mother when it comes to basketball? I mean, I know she was big, but would you say mm-hmm. that was the mom, your dad, your parents, what, who, or, yeah, if you look back on your basketball career. Yeah, I I mean, I think my mom and my dad, they were both kind of different roles um, mm-hmm. for me. But my mom was more like hands-on with basketball. My dad was kind of more of that 
like mental the mental side of it helping me through it um but like they like it's cliche like you know your parents but like they really I would not be where I am have the success that I've had in basketball without them pushing me at a very young age um and I know some people can think that you know parents pushing their kids um through a sport like right Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I wanted to, and I, I told my mom what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And after that, she's like, okay, like if you want this, it's going to take work. Um, and so she guided me through that. She guided my younger sisters through that. Um, and just having like, you said was key there. Sorry to interrupt, but I I don't want to uh, uh, blaze over that point. You said you wanted it and she, you get it. Exactly. She didn't want it more than you did. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I think exactly. that's important when you're coaching your kids is you can't want it more than they do. Cause we all, I mean, exactly. right. I'm here. I want the best for my kids. Absolutely. percent. Yeah. But they don't want a particular thing. It's that's when you have that um, conflict between. Exactly. Between the two. Yeah. That's a huge thing. And I know that creates um, some things you know I won't like get into that but (laughs) I I think no like really the most important thing that you can do like as a parent is finding out what your kid wants and then helping them along the way and that's exactly what my um, parents did and just having like family support my younger sister is going through kind of the same or similar um, things of what I was going through and all of us being there for each other um, it really helped me to get to where I am today. So super thankful for that. Yeah, you know, let's be honest too. It wasn't always sunshine and, and no. So, you know, just oh, no. through that grind, it, 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 it's a grind sometimes. And I'm sure there was times where you didn't like your mom and your coach. Yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's just sure. part of growing up, right? Um, yeah. You know, there's, sure. your coach pushes you, you don't like them. And then when that same person is your mom and she's pushing you, it's hard. Hard. <laughs> yep. it's, it's really hard. And I give you credit yep. for, you know, looking back and saying what a great experience that was because yeah. they it can turn out negative. All right. Yes. A couple of wrap up questions here. Um, what advice would you give young or would you give coaches, um, not college coaches, but high school and grade school coaches? What, what do you, yeah. What a couple pieces of advice you would give them when they're coaching kids? Um, I think first, um, like I said earlier, piece of advice that has really helped me, um, in terms of all the team, the different teams that I've been on, um, and it hasn't been every coach. I have had coaches other than my mom and yeah. my college coach throughout AAU and all that. Um, That's right. yeah. But to build that team chemistry and team bonding outside of basketball before you step on the court. Um, and I know that's hard sometimes, you know, you know, with different um, different obstacles going through that. But if you love your teammates and if you truly want the best for each other, you're going to make sure that as an individual, like you're going to be the best version of yourself for your team. And coaches have a big influence on that um, in order to build that culture chemistry that they want. Um, and it does, it really does lead onto the court. Um, and, you know, that doesn't always mean 
you're going to win every game because you have great team chemistry. (laughs) Like, no, it doesn't mean that because like, you know, in at St. Mary's, I, I think that we've always had great team chemistry. Um, We've, we want to hang out with each other off the court, even though we're together like hours upon hours each day, but we, we really like each other off the court too. That's awesome. Um, And, you know, we don't, we didn't win every game. Like we, we struggled here and there, but um you could tell on the court that we we wanted the best for each other and that's that's the most important that's the best feeling um is when you're you know your teammates support you and want the best for you um and it's not always a competition like when you in practice of course be competitive um but when you step on that court for game days um you're going to do what you can for your team um and then also just learning how to I think motivate your players um, because you can have like Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, not a great basketball player on your team, but they're going to work their butt off for you and for their team team even if they're not a super skilled player and like coaches love that you want to see that you want to see your players just working hard like if they make a mistake like you don't care because they're you can see that they're putting so much effort in and I think that does come you know it of course it it's going to be based on person to person if they're hard workers or not but I think as a coach you do have that influence on younger kids to motivate them um, and to get the best out of um, each person so that's a couple uh, things I would say. You no, know, that's great. And that's great advice. And it's, it's really interesting too, that the, the advice you have was not basketball advice really. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> chemistry and, and motivating players, the people side of the, of what we yeah. I think that's, you nailed it with that. Uh, okay. There's a, right now there's a coach or a little girl who might be listening. She wants to break your three point record at St. Mary to totally motivated her. What advice do you have for her? She's grade school right now. Just keep working. Um, if you have a goal and you see it for yourself, um, you're going to want to do everything it takes uh, to get there. And, no, you know, going into this is more of the basketball side. Um, it's going to take a lot of work, but um, you also want people around you who support you you can't do it all on your own like it's it really is it takes a lot of people um to make sure that you get where you want to go and so I think just putting in the work as needed um figure out what you want to do um each day and then take those steps each day to get there whether it's reps in the gym um form shots I would I would highly recommend form shots. I talked about that a lot. Yeah. Um, but form shots are really like the greatest thing. I start every workout with my um, kids that I train just doing form shots and getting um, reps up. So, yep, it's it's a lot of work, but it is like 100%. You can do whatever 
really whatever you want to do if you um, have a goal and you want to get there. So. And I'm curious, very last question, I promise I could talk to you forever about yeah. this stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're looking back now on, again, you you were in grade school and you're mm -hmm. looking at yourself now. Did you ever envision you'd be in the spot you were or are in your accomplishments? Did you ever? Did you ever oh, no. I mean, I don't even, like, <laughs> I didn't even know anything. Like, my mom again I always I'm going back to my mom but like she I never like watched basketball growing up like mm. I don't know I was like interesting I just played like I don't know yeah. how to like yeah. articulate it um I get it but I I really like my mom my mom was like a junkie obviously like I said like she right. always had basketball on she loved watching it she loved keeping up to date with all the different things that were going on basketball wise. Um, and so once I got to high school, I started like, you know, watching more with her learning more. Um, and then I'd watch film. That's when I really got into film um, was in high school and film. Also, I never mentioned that, but it's a huge, huge part. Um, I think being able to watch yourself, um, not just film on other people, but if you can find a way to film yourself doing different things um and re-watching it and um studying it like it's it's a huge tool um as well um now I like lost my train of thought <laughs> what was your last question oh no it's great yeah <laughs> no you uh, I was talking about looking back on uh yourself and and thinking did you ever think you would have accomplished as much oh, yeah. as in the game yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I, even in high school, I didn't even know, um, this is a great example, uh, I didn't know who St. Mary's was when they first offered me, mm. um, I had to look into it, I, I, I obviously found out who they were, and then I went on my official visit and just yeah. loved it, but I didn't know where Moraga was, like, I didn't, um, I never had watched them play, and then, once I was offered, super thankful. They, um, the coaches were amazing to me. They stuck with me after I tore my ACL, um, which a lot of coaches did not, unfortunately, but also fortunately for me because it led me to St. Mary's. Um, and I, I couldn't imagine my place um, or myself at any other place just because of all the amazing people that I've met um, and experiences that this has brought me. So. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Stacey, for your time. I, uh, it was absolutely amazing. I, I'm uh, so proud of your accomplishments. And, uh, you know, you've done so much already. And I think the life lessons you're taking away from what you learned will serve you so well moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to seeing what that next chapter looks like for you. And maybe we can have you back on, I don't know, mm -hmm. maybe you'll be coaching at, uh, you know, North Carolina or something someday or <laughs> Or, or like I said, leading a corporation or the United States. So you're amazing. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Um, appreciate your time. Coaches, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions for Tacey, just reach out to me. And I, if you mm -hmm. don't mind, I'll forward any, any questions that someone might have. Uh, but again, let's, uh, let's keep in touch. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill. I really, really appreciate it. Social Podcast Network.